Welcome back to True Green and Gold, where we talk all things Elks. And today, the news is not very positive. Tuesday night, we had a rare game as we went to the nation's capital to take on the Ottawa Red Blacks. And once again, it was not a very good showing as the team that most people had pegged as the worst in the CFL got the better of us again with a 34-24 win. Once again, it was Taylor Cornelius under center as Trevor Harris remained out despite being removed from the six-game injured list. Cornelius, it seems like his problems once again mirrored what it was last week of him just having a tendency to hold on to the ball too long. The offensive line did him no favors as he was sacked four times and... In his return to Ottawa this season, Greg Ellingson had a very good game with a touchdown and 126 receiving yards. Shy Ross had a couple of touchdowns. Darrell Walker has really struggled most of this season to get going. And in previous weeks, I had blamed the fact that we weren't executing in the red zone and making Sean White kick too many field goals. That wasn't the problem this week because... White only had one field goal attempt, which he made, and turnovers once again killed us. It's been a problem all year. It killed us in the first game against the Red Blacks, did in the second game against the Stampeders, and once again, two more interceptions from Cornelius was definitely a driving force behind Ottawa's early lead and the fact that they were still ahead when the final... Whistle blew. You just look at the fact that Ottawa was starting Caleb Evans for the first time. Overall, you look at the yards we allowed. It wasn't all that bad. It wasn't necessarily very good either. It's just the red zone defense has been a real problem for us all year. It's the reason that we're not winning these close games. It just comes down to taking advantage of opportunities, and we just don't look like a team that can do that right now. I mean, sometimes years like this happen, and it's just bad luck. We've had a little bit of that this year. Of course, you could throw some of it at the feet of Jamie Elizondo, but once again, he was... Put behind the eight ball, I think ultimately Brock Sunderland. He's been leading this team for too long, and it just seems like he's become content with just mediocre teams coming out on the field. And this team really could use a facelift. I think that Elizondo could be used as the fall guy at the end of the year, just because he was put in a not good situation just having to come in and build a team after a lost year on the fly and I think there is a possibility he will stay into next year because it's just so hard to judge how he will be as a full-time head coach. I'd rather keep him at this point over Sunderland for sure but we gotta really evaluate a lot of future options with this club. At this point I would just as soon start Cornelius the rest of the year. Don't try to rush Trevor Harris back, particularly at his age. Also, in a year where we're probably not going to be a championship contender, why not just see what Cornelius has? Just get the young guy some more experience. Just see if he can be the guy going forward. 
That's my thought on the matter. Maybe somewhat controversial right now, but I think we're halfway through this season. And while the playoffs are definitely not out of reach, I certainly don't see us making a deep run in the playoffs at all. I mean, people always point out the 11 BC Lions as the exception, but they were the one rare exception Not the rule. Just because there is a very slight chance it could happen doesn't mean that we should be banking on it. We just got to take inventory over the rest of this year and see what we got as a team. But for now, let's look around the CFL and get to picks for this week. So obviously this one is a little bit delayed because of this midweek game, but if you follow me on Twitter at TGAGpod, I thought the Elks were going to get this win back to being the Road Warriors. That obviously didn't happen. So if you look at the rest of this game, this week's games, we start off in Vancouver with an interesting game as Winnipeg takes on the BC Lions. Obviously, we got the Bombers as the class of this league right now. Zach Kalaros and the defense are killing it right now. But you know what? Any given day, right? I just think an upset is in the air. Eventually, Winnipeg is going to stumble. And I think this week it happens. I don't know why. Just a hunch. I got a feeling. And we'll see if this really comes back to bite me in the butt next week. But I just feel like being bold. Give me the BC Lions in an upset. Next up on Saturday, we got Montreal at Hamilton. You look at the reverse game a few weeks ago. We had the Hamilton Tiger Cats winning that game fairly decisively. Dane Evans had come into the lineup and he was looking really good. But we have no Evans in this game, and Montreal offense has looked really good so far this year. I think Vernon Adams gets them back on the winning track after a really close loss to Toronto last week, so give me the Owls. And to close out the week, we've got Saskatchewan at Calgary, and once again we've got a Stamps team that always seems to play competitive, but just can they get over that hump? That's been their question all year. This game could just about go either way, but I was really down on the Riders last week. They went into BC and won, so I'm going to stick with them this week. I'll take the Riders So now we're on to quarterback power rankings to close out this show. Number nine is Bo Levi Mitchell. The guy just does not look like he has it anymore. And he's had a great career, but his efficiency is way down. Still too many interceptions. I just don't know that Calgary can really rely on him anymore. Number eight, we got Taylor Cornelius. Obviously, he's made some turnovers. He's made some good plays. Still think potential is there, but yeah, he's still been very uneven. Number seven is going to be David Watford, who I think will be starting for Hamilton. Maybe it'll be Jeremiah Masoli. Either way, we've gotten a very limited picture of what 
Watford could do, and Masoli's not been very good, so whoever's starting for Hamilton, you'll get that spot. Number six, we'll go with Nick Arbuckle. He's been pretty up and down for Toronto this year. And coming up next, we've got Cody Fajardo. Perfectly balanced with seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Had some really good performances, unless his opponent was Winnipeg. Maybe fifth is a little unfair, but we'll see coming up with the next guys. Number four, we got Vernon Adams. His efficiency has been going up in recent weeks, and we'll see if that trend continues. Number three, I'll go with Caleb Evans of Ottawa. Had three touchdowns and no interceptions in his first start on Tuesday night. I'll let the kid have his moment. I'll put him number three, and then... Number two and number one remain unchanged. The top two candidates for MOP at this point, Zach Kolaros, number two, and Mike Riley. Riley has 10 touchdowns to one interception so far this year, leading the league in yards, no question. He's still got it. He's lighting it up, and he remains at the top spot this week. So please remember to check us out at TGAGpod on Twitter and YouTube, True Green and Gold. Thank you once again for listening. We'll see you next time.